everyone, and welcome to Cyber Insanity by Goliath Cybersecurity. With me, Andrew Bercuda, is Angelo Longo, my co-host. And uh, shout out to our producer and cat herder, Gabriella, who is behind the scenes, furiously pushing buttons and making sure we sound good. So thank you for her efforts today. Folks, I want to see a little bit of a, an effort on Angela's part today. So I'm going to challenge him with a game today. <laughs> as, a, as if you never contribute. Um, <laughs> big contributor. But Angela, I want to play a game with you. It's called, What Time Is It? So I'm going to give you some hints, and I want to see if you can guess what time it is. So right about now, there's an anticipated uptick in sales by retailers and online merchants to put them, um, uh, to use a financial term, in the black. Okay, hint number one. Hint number two, the supply chain has shifted to more reliable manufacturing locations that are reachable by a more diverse intermodal transportation method in efforts to anticipate and meet a demand. Okay, but wait. More clues. Air travel has been less than predictable, of course. Uh, and as of late, uh, so to what is being canceled as far as like what is flying, what is not flying. Uh, and people are finding themselves planning to drive more to their destinations. All right. And then the last, the last hint. Families have or are uh, in the, if you're late to the game. Uh, planning vacations and visitations or escapes uh, for this time. So my big drum roll here is, can you guess what time it is? It is crazy attack, uh, end of the year, holiday season. We're going to try to get every piece of money out of Utah. <laughs> yes, it's holiday season. Absolutely right. Ding, ding, ding. So um, I thought with you and me talking about uh from a security standpoint what that means uh to probably a business but more i think um in line with consumers how to make sure they're prepared and not caught uh in a security crisis especially during the holiday period i think that's really going to be important and and you know from from a security standpoint, this is kind of an all hands on deck for business yep. um, and shields up for a security administrator. Um, but let's break it down this way. All right. Let's let's kind of briefly go through um, what a business will be facing, but then focus more on what the consumer will be facing, because I think there's going to be a lot of things they really need to keep in their in, in the back of their, their mind. OK, so from a business. Right, your your obviously your supply chain is going to be taxed. You're you're going to be in a higher manufacturing capability if you're a manufacturer. More demand, more sales, more online presence. Um, but isn't that a bigger target for a thief or or a hacker? Obviously, I mean, what can what can that do to me? <laughs> First, obviously, you know my mantra: complexity is the enemy of security. This mm -hmm. time of year is complex. Because yes. you got things, you know, how many things have you ordered from Amazon lately? You know, <laughs> how many packages are arriving on your front porch? Do you even know what the texts you're getting are about? 
what's yes. what's happening. The same thing can be said about the manufacturers and, mm -hmm. and such that do not have proper controls written, wrapped around and, and helping them do their business in a proper, efficient manner. And when you don't have these controls in place, you lose track of what's going on. When you lose track of what's going on, it gets complex. And when, when it's complex, security is less. So the end all be all of this is people need to be more alert rather than less. Unfortunately, yeah. there's more stuff going around flying past you wondering what's happening. So we got to well, compartmentalize true. and think about it. Who's so, that text? So, so you're a consumer. Who's that text coming from? You know, yeah. your UPS, you know, how many of those have you seen lately? Oh, yeah, I've seen those a few times myself, even from the po what we think is the postal service. Hey, couldn't deliver a package, reply back. Yep. Um, but from a but from a business perspective, I mean, you, you make a very valid point. You you're gonna have more employees, seasonal employees. Yep. So you have to do your necessary background check and due diligence. Um, they they may or may not have access to passwords. Right to your your um, shipping system, to your yep. supply system, to your inventory. Um, you have possibly suppliers that you're dealing with for the first time because they're a second source. Yeah. Um, from a business perspective, how do I keep my wits about me and make sure that um, I can keep tabs on all that and and not and not subject myself to maybe harm and harm and reputation because of a breach or theft outright theft yeah yeah i go back to it you know our companies are built around the foundation of what our business is security yeah. is built around the foundation of what security is confidentiality integrity and availability when we when we try to make it more complicated we add stuff that doesn't really help us get to the right spot we go mm -hmm. back to basics and we start looking at basics that helps people understand what's going on helps people do it so that means the procedures the functions how they look at things the double checks are going to be as important as just getting the stuff out the door mm -hmm. you know what happens if if you get a false order from a false person and they're sending you're sending it to a bad address you've just lost money the cup you just lost money on products the sale and probably mm -hmm. shipping that costs the company money. So you need to figure out what's right, what's wrong, et cetera. The whole right. point about this is we need to wrap around information security, compute operational security, business process sanity back into what, what we're trying to do. And this season is ripe for people to take advantage of it. You know, you just need a big crowd, and this is a big crowd of economic transactions. That's a so. good point. Now, now, I I think one thing that businesses tend to forget, and I can bring up an example where I've seen this happen over and over again. Um, you put your merchandise online. Yeah. You you uh, open up some type of a shopping cart experience. And then all of a sudden you see an item come in under the price you've advertised it. <laughs> right. What, what, what happened there? Well, you know, because 
hey, if a consumer gets it and they get it for a lower price, you kind of have to honor that unless something nefarious happens. And I'm seeing right. more and more of this type of activity. What, where, did, where did that break down? What do we have to do from a business perspective to prevent something like that? Well, we have to be closer with our, you know, our sourcing community because that, that really helps identifying you know, pieces of the puzzle. There are lots of stuff out there that advertises themselves as being the product. And yeah. there's a lot of, I hate to say it, but foreign websites that advertise a product that's very much like this. I've yeah. gone off and done an experiment on this where there was this thing called a foldable kayak. And I said, I'm, but it was, you know, it's normally like one to $2,000 in this thing, but yeah. someone had it on for like a hundred bucks. So I said, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to do an experiment because I know what I'm getting is not what you think. <laughs> and I, I bought it through PayPal, was willing to sacrifice. It was, I, I still have to do my write-up, but mm -hmm. the end all be all, what I got was an inflatable duck ring to put in my pool. Wow. And it was, they said it was like for like, and they were willing to give me a discount or send it back to China in this case. Yeah. So well, they, they and, I, and I've noticed out. that too. Watch out. I, I, yeah, I've noticed, uh, I've noticed a lot on shopping, um, shopping carts or uh, not, maybe not shopping carts, but maybe merchant uh, areas where there's less than name brand stuff that all of a sudden just kind of bubbles up to the top or, oh, yeah. or what's, what's worse is in the case of one, uh, one merchant, um, somebody said that they could get their branded stuff for under the price that they were advertising. And what happened was their website was, uh, some, uh, and I couldn't tell you how they did this. Uh, the, we had, a um, uh, a test for the for the application found that there was some vulnerabilities in the application itself that allowed somebody to replace digits the the in in the shopping carts and be able to post whatever price they wanted it's kind of like your name your own price tool uh, but for online experience um that's that's got to be tested before you put it out there i would think i mean it's more more than ever you better test your shopping cart experience to make sure that there's no ability to do this i mean you hit on it you hit on it. that's integrity yeah i mean when you when you get when you look at and and we look at integrity as like i trust you you trust me but we have to trust the data if i yeah. build a financial spreadsheet and i and i come back and the financial spreadsheet has changed mm -hmm. but i don't mm -hmm. know it my calculations may be changed. My ability to, you know, understand my financial state may be changed. Same thing can be said for this. That data went into the system as one thing and came out a different thing. Integrity was compromised in this case. And that happens when you have a bunch of front-loaded um, in infrastructure that you don't know anything about. You buy a, a commerce app from this, you plug into your website, you go in here. This just goes back to what is tried and true. Well, I know the Amazon, and I'm not I'm not saying Amazon is the thing. I'm just saying I know the Amazon transaction system is pretty tried and true. You know what goes in, you know what comes out. There's there's a lot of testing. Same can be said for eBay, same can be said for other tried and true things. But when you host something on your own and you don't test it, this could be mm -hmm. the result and effect. Well, I guess that I, I guess it's 
with the holidays uh, upon us, it's almost too late for businesses to test. They should probably have tested much sooner. So, so let's flip the let's flip the coin over to the consumer side with the remaining time that we have, because consumers are going to be at um, at a disadvantage here, right? You you assume that you're going to a website that's going to be legitimate. Um, you see something you advertise. Most likely, you're doing some type of of large search for this item. You see a picture of that item, like your canoe, for example, yep. <clears throat> right? But there, but there is less. There's less than reputable dealers out there or companies representing themselves. And I and I found that there's a few things that that could be um, nefarious about them if you're not sure who they are. And I'm and and mind you, there, I'm saying that there's a lot of vendors out there that are doing the right thing. But I'm saying just as many as there are doing the right thing. There's probably a, a good handful, if not more, of those that are trying to take your money without providing you the goods or services that you're legitimately trying to get. Um, so you have to be a savvy consumer, right? So here, here we're looking at things like transactions. Um, you know, we we look at the transaction and saying, okay, I want this for this amount of money that you've advertised, and 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 put my information in get my get my uh, credentials in here, my my credit card in there, and I get a shipping number or confirmation on this, and huzzah, we're we're fine. Um, but there's so much more behind the transaction that people don't think about. Uh, they they have the impulse to push the button and get it. But have you checked the website? does does it have that little lock on there? Does it is it? Is it, you know, is it HTTPS or is it SSL that's in, that's being enforced on your transaction? Is it the right Be website? <clears throat> is it the right what? Thank you very much. Is it the right website? Did you get directed somewhere else? Yeah. Is it somewhere else you didn't anticipate? <laughs> is, it, is it instead of J Crew? Is it K Crew? You know, did you look at? Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Look at. I, I think that's a good safety tip first and foremost is. At every step of your transaction, from shopping through clicking the buttons and checking, is it representing that company in their website? Yep. And if they Critical. do redirect you, does it warn you that you're going to be redirected to something that they're anticipating or directing you to? Does that look good? I think the other thing is to look at the merchant's fine print. We often want the cheapest deal. We want the the quickest shipping, whatever the condition is or the filters we're putting in place for, for shopping for this thing. We tend to forget the merchant's fine print. Is it returnable? <laughs> is there a restocking fee? Yes, those are important. Is it going to be from the merchant's um, process, processing center or processing ID? Because... How many times have you seen something and you're going, well, I don't know what that charges on my credit card bill. Who is yeah. this company? Right. It's like I ordered it from. And I'm not, you know, I'm arbitrarily using ABC company. If, if there's an yep. ABC company out there, let's say it's ABC company, but your credit card company says. You know, MNLO or something, uh, enterprises LTD. Is that where you wanted to go? Yeah. Um, you might want to raise that question, um, you know, and, and find out, is it, is it giving you in the fine print where the transaction is going to be taking place? Also in the fine print, mm -hmm. it says an aside, 
if you're looking at it, if you care to look at it, a lot, a lot of people do. Look at the EULA, look at the privacy yep. statements, stuff like that. You'll find yep. maybe that the company you think you're buying it from may not be the company in question, or may, it may just be a subsidiary of yet another company, exactly. which you may find out something bad about. Always question where you're getting it from. Are you going to go buy food, you know, from some random place? Or are you going to go to your local supermarket? Right. And even if you bought, you know, your food is tangible in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you, if you're talking about something currently intangible, untouchable, yeah. and you mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, solidify into something in the mail. Right. You know, people, I've had people where you, you bought something, the transaction went through, they processed it. It never came. You know why it never came? Because it was never shipped. You know why it was never shipped? It had never had an intention to do so. Well, so and I think and I think it even gets even grayer in that in that murkiness when you start talking about services. Oh yeah. Um, gift cards and services are always something to be very mindful of. Use reputable sites. If you're not sure, there's there's resources like the Better Business Bureau. There's um, reputable sites where you can find gift cards such, you know, that that are provided by the hosting company. Like, say, for example, uh, like there's Angie's List, for example, that I right. don't know if they do gift cards, but they're a holding company for those services and they have some type of recourse for the consumer um, that if you're not happy talk to their customer service representative, right? Or or even Amazon, they, they can buy, they can provide you gift cards that are Amazon gift cards that you can apply toward a purchase of a service that that quite frankly, or or Walmart or somewhere that's reputable, that's that's funded by a known good company. Um I think and if you don't want a gift card, and, and this comes back to if you don't want yeah. a gift card from a particular store vertical, MasterCard right. Visa. You know, reputable yeah. companies, reputable yep. companies that you can use their their protective service for your transaction. Yep. Now, OK, so we've got the product, we've got the good site, we've got everything. One thing that always boggles my mind is the little brown boxes on the porches. This is also the physical theft um mm -hmm. season right and i'm not talking just the packages on the doorstep although that's important uh to make yeah. sure you clear those off of the doorsteps or secure a place um secure a place of delivery be it a third party be it a neighbor or whatever make sure make sure you you take care of those those boxes immediately don't ever leave them overnight or for long periods of time because that just welcomes a thief to come in and go, hmm, I'll think of this. Either it's easy pickings, they don't have a doorbell camera or anything, or, or even if they do, if it's overnight, they away. That's true. But it would certainly, it doesn't make it, you know, <laughs> the, the, the security cameras don't uh, prevent they just make them think and, and make them pause, right? But if you leave it overnight, the thief is going to think, are they home? Is this going to be a new version of the home shopping network where I can break in and you're not home? Mm -hmm. Or 
Uh, or is this just that you're not paying attention that you have packages and, and it's not, it's not a concern of yours, in which case it becomes free, <laughs> free gifts for the, for the criminal. Yep. So always be mindful of that. I think it's also from a physical theft perspective, because that's something, um, that we have to talk about for consumer space. Be careful what you post on social media. This is a pet peeve of mine. My neighbors know that if they do this, they will see an email from me. And I love my neighbors. I really, really do. But don't post stuff while you're on vacation, visiting, or if you're away from the home, do not post your pictures where you are. Look at this sunset. Oh, isn't it just lovely? Where are you? In Cancun? Yeah. If I am trolling you if i am looking if i am a criminal that is that is somewhat in have some insight as to your life and where you reside social media wise and i see you posting from this i have heard many a story from my physical security professionals that said it was opening up a shopping network for them in some cases the criminals would actually be in the person's house overnight eating their food out of the refrigerator, watching their television, petting their pets if they're home. Yeah, you know. tra tragic <laughs> story because of that. Yes. Um, I believe, and I'm going to get this wrong, but it was the, a Colombian prosecutor. Yeah. Was on his honeymoon. And he was prosecuting some of the drug rings down there. Yeah. And his fiance wife at this time posts Look how beautiful this speech is, blah, blah, blah. They came and they killed him. They That's found where he was. It was this was not breaking oh. in their home. They killed the guy. They found wow. him and killed him based on her posting. Wow. You know, that's that's a that's the ultimate you know, the, you know, beyond beyond this. So Okay. Fair yeah. point. So so let's 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 circle back with some best practices, right? Um, so from a business perspective, there's a few takeaways that I've, that I've heard from, from us already, um, right. Keep systems updated and locked down, right. That's always a given lock them down, um, require unique passwords and minimal role privileges for employees, right. You're going to have seasonal employees. Don't give them admin privileges to your point of sale systems, your computers or whatever. They don't need it. They're just wrapping presents. They're just stocking shelves. They don't need it. Um, one pet peeve of mine when I when I did this for a for a hardware store um, uh, franchise uh, owners, no easy passwords or taped on the keyboard. It oh. sounds silly, but I have seen passwords taped on the bottom of machines in the middle of the selling floor. Please do not do that, and don't make them easy like password one two three password or 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 something silly, right? Secure your computing assets. That means your computers, when you walk away, they get they get uh, password locked. Your point of sale machines, like your cash registers, or they're smart too. They need to be locked up when you're not attending that. Your inventory scanners. I've seen many of those inventory scanners just sitting in the aisles as as somebody just walks off, and they tether back to your systems. Lock them up, carry them away. Things like that. Just these are common sense, folks. And this is supposed to be common sense as far as this podcast. So, um, 
but require photo badges or some badges for um, servicing uh, your your customer base. Uh, but don't use entry badges as the as the piece to do this. So when you have badge readers, this is not where you stick the photo ID because there's a number on those badges. And if I am an, a, an enterprising type of criminal and I know how to manipulate those readers, I can get that number on the bottom of the badge and use it to get into or generate a, a phantom badge to get into your building. Right. There you go. There you go. So make sure they're just photo badges for your business. They don't need to have any private information, barcodes, or anything else. If they're an employee, they're stated as such. And then try not to ahead. use barcodes for IDs. It's, no, that, that doesn't photocopier to, to, to correct. break in that. The so. biggest, biggest thing, especially in the holidays, as we are in now, train your employees on proper protection of the computers and most importantly how to protect your clients private information their names their credit cards everything else should not be flashed around to everybody it should not be left on the counter to be dealt with later after you take care of another customer clean desk policies apply to the store counters as well and should those are more transactions so. And more so, correct. Yeah. So let's flip over to the consumer side of things. But wait, there's one, one piece I <laughs> oh, want to yeah, add. Go ahead, to that. go ahead. Yeah. Multi factor authentication. If you're going to have any type of passwords, even if you want to print it out and stick it on something, make sure there's multi factor authentication at minimum mm -hmm. because you're yeah. already compromising yourself. You might as well give yourself one extra layer of defense before you mm -hmm. fully compromise yourself. So mm -hmm. that soapbox off. Good. No, that's good. That's that, it's a hundred percent on the consumer side. Keep your computers and web browsers updated. It interestingly enough, it was the same first thing that I said for the businesses, but let's, let's look at it this way. If you have updated your computer with all the patches and, and updates and everything, it's a nuisance. It, it, it is, you have to click the button. You have to wait for it to install. But it's there for a reason. There are security updates happening all the time because the security threats are getting that much more dire. And quick. web browsers have to be updated too. Also right? remember, also remember the time from a zero day to exploitation. And a zero day for those who are not familiar are the is the the day of known exploitation. In other words, we found it today, and I'm going to try to exploit it. So there's an issue with your browser. I'm going to try to use it against you or against whatever. Zero day okay. is when, when it occurs. <laughs> That's also when it could possibly be utilized. So and there's a lot more zero days out there today. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing, part of that software piece on your computer is turn on your countermeasures. Countermeasures are things like your antivirus, your encryption on your drive, your um, your protective features for your browsers, they come in the form of usually plugins. Um, you know, use good browser hygiene, right? And, and make sure if you have the ability to use a password keeper functionality, use the password keeper part of this. Um, we're, we're relying on, on them more and more, but the password keepers allow you to, to 
generate longer, more complex passwords. And sometimes they'll even generate them for you. And it'll remember those passwords to be able to put it back into your transaction when you need it. The important thing and, and, is and, they're hard to guess. <laughs> well, yes. One well, And a side point, mm-hmm. some, of the, some of the password trackers also have the ability to be your multi-factor authentication mechanism too. Right. So mm-hmm. not saying that. this is the best methodology because if you separate the two, it makes it even harder for people to get. But at the very least, if you have it in place, that in and of itself is gives you something more. Correct. Correct. Um, I, you know, I can't stress this enough when you're, when you're shopping and you're ready to do, ready to do a transaction, not in the middle of, but before you're ready to push the button to buy it, um, make sure you check your web link, make sure it's consistent to where you're going. When you press the button to buy, make sure before you put in any of your personal information, there is an HTTPS, the S is the secured part of it or an SSL type of the little padlock is there to make sure that this is a secure transaction between you and the vendor. If it doesn't and have that, it's too good to be true. <laughs> I was going to say, and, and one more side note, is if you already have a PayPal account and they allow PayPal, I would advocate utilizing that rather than putting your credit card into some foreign system. Right. Because you PayPal is a trusted source, a trusted no. payment provider that you can utilize with thousands of different vendors out there. If someone mm-hmm. allows it, I would use that before I put my credit card in straight up into a vendor. Right. Because the merchant has to be, first of all, a good um, a good merchant in standing with PayPal. They have to have an agreement in place. PayPal also provides you that umbrella of um, adjudication for for remediating your uh, concerns, your complaints, or whatever. Um, but it's that extra layer of protection, as Angela said, that keeps your information where it needs to be, privately and held just between you and the merchant. Right. So there's other there's other services that are similar to PayPal. Um, we I'm familiar with PayPal uh, as well. Uh, there's there's other ones out there. I think Venmo is another one that has been doing similar types of, of activity, although they are usually more person to person. But there's different things that will allow you to use a, a PayPal type of service. Check with your provider if you're using one to see if they have a merchant service. Uh, PayPal is just one that that is uh, is very well known just because they're very well established in this and and uh, um, in the industry right now. Um, so again, to your point, Angelo, making sure you use credible merchants, <laughs> right? Uh, PayPal is a credible merchant uh, yep. as far as a transaction merchant. Um, make sure you check the terms and conditions for the sale, especially in holidays. Sometimes with what they call those Black Friday deals uh, that are online, they're great, they're awesome, but make sure you are getting what you're you're expecting to get and make sure that if it's not the right thing, what's your recourse? This is especially true, by the way, for those who are traveling. Look at the cancellation thing for your hotel. How much do you have to put down? How much is, you know, because chances are you may be paying $400 for a hotel night 
right. and you may find out that you may your cancellation may give you a hundred bucks back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good point. Good so let's flip over to a little bit of the physical security side of things for consumers, because, all right, once you've ordered it, if it's being picked up, let's say at the mall or a store or at a strip mall, whatever, I, I'm as a previous physical security officer, I said, keep your wits about you. And what does that mean? If you're buying jewelry, very popular time to do it. Um, if you're at the mall, if you're at the store or whatever, keep your wits about, look around who's watching you buy that. If the jewelry store has a security office, if it's a stand, if it's a standalone building, they usually have a security officer, very visible. If it's a high dollar item, ask them to walk you to your car. If it's just, if it's their own parking lot, if it's in the mall, you can still, and they don't tell you this, but you can still request the security officer to come out with you if it's a high dollar item. We just don't want to be inconvenienced or inconvenience the store person to call the security department because it may take 10 minutes to do it. But you know what? Given the choice of walking out safely or walking out and finding somebody with a, a gun pointed at you and saying, give me what's in the bag. And oh, by the way, <laughs> the bag is a dead giveaway too. Hmm. Look at this. Where'd you buy that little, little bag, the little brown bag or little burgundy bag or whatever color it is. The jewelry store has with their logo prominently noticed. I mean, they love to have their logo on there, but you know what? In the parking lot that just screams, pick me, pick me. Um, ask them to put a brown bag or some type of nondescript bag or go into another store that's a that's a little bit buy a five dollar item put it in the bag and put your your uh, jewelry bag inside that oh. right and make sure you notice who's watching you if somebody followed you from the jewelry store to that store chances are you know uh there's there's an old uh espionage thing if it's if it's once it's a chance in meeting if it's twice it's uh, it's more than a chance. It's intentional. Chances are you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, just mill about. Agreed. Um, another pet peeve of mine, lock your cars, lock your cars. When you even pump gas, it sounds extreme, but you know what? The easiest way for criminals to do, and you see this on television all the time, they pull up into the pumps on the on your passenger side. You're pumping gas on the driver's side. Somebody comes up and says, hey, can you tell me the timer? Do you know directions? Meanwhile, the other person in their car comes in into your passenger side, grabs all your packages and your purse and everything else, and then they go into the car and drive off. And you're finishing pumping gas thinking you're done. Boy, wasn't I a good person because I gave him directions. If your doors are locked, and I mean if you're in the dry cleaners, if you're at the grocery store, if you're at the convenience store, it's not convenient if you leave your car open and they take your car away. So, lock your doors. Pet peeve. Just telling you, there's many of many a nice BMW that I've seen that people in, in affluent areas that I could have said, I need a BMW today <laughs> and, and forget Ooh. Uber. I think I just got a new, uh, a, a boomer, B boomer or whatever it is. A boot, well, Bimmer. Uber, Uber, Lyft, Blift, Blift, a BMW, BMW, Blift. There you go. So 
lock your cars. Um, hide your purchase purchases in the trunk and cover them. And do it that sounds, before you before you get there. Correct. Um, I will say that if it's a large ticket item, if it's a bulky item like a television or something, and you're in an SUV, you can't really cover it up well. So what you can do is do your purchases, pick up the big ticket items last before you before you're doing stuff. Call tell the associate I will pick it up, but I have a few more purchases I must do. I will pick it up at at the delivery dock or whatever. Bring your receipt, put it in the car, and go right home and deliver it home. You don't need to. You don't need it in your car right away if it's that big. Um. Last social media pet peeve of mine. Don't ever post your holiday pictures while you're on holiday. Please don't do that. That becomes the home shopping network for themes for thieves. I care about everybody. I know Angelo cares about everybody on this podcast. We want you to be safe. We want you to have a great holiday experience, but we don't want something happening to you that could have been avoided. Agreed. <laughs> Am I missing anything, Angelo? Do you have any pet peeves? <laughs> no, you, I've been ad-libbing as time goes on. So, yeah, that's when I when I look at it, you, you're hitting all the right points. Be wary. Yeah. Have a good time. But remember, the bad guys watch with more focus than you think. Yep. And be in your wariness. It doesn't have to be a total sense of I have to lock everything down, but locking stuff when you're when you're walking out of places, you know, you start your car in the morning. Do you, do you leave the car car keys in it and and leave it sit in your driveway? How many cars have been stolen that way? Um, you know, the the people leave their cars unlocked. I know people just don't even care to, you know, steal the cars. They just want to steal anything that's out of it. They'll walk yep. through your neighborhood and just try to open up all the cars. You know, in the end, being wary, moving your stuff indoors. Here's one for you. Take your car keys and put them more in the center of the home because people are using antennas now to repeat yeah. your car ID from your, you're getting your car, your, 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 your thing. You believe it by the front door. They'll use it. They have right. an antenna. They'll go buy your key and then they'll unlock your car and get in. Right, because they duplicate that secret, that code for that uh, in, for that little device, that yeah. transponder thing. Yeah, that's it's a good point. Just, it's not just leave your car unlocked; it's move your keys to a point where it's harder to get radio signal from them. Distance makes safety. In that case, yes. yeah, interesting. One thing about the cars, and this is going to be for for some of our listeners: if you are a firearm holder and you leave firearms in your vehicle, holidays have a, a higher uptick of theft of those um, weapons, those, those handguns, than any other time. Do not store those things in your car, first of all, ever, when it's not accompanied. But if you're at home, bring the firearm in the house. Agreed. Unlock your door. Unlock your doors at your house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it's the old beat up Chevy pickup truck and the thing. Don't give somebody a free ride. Exactly. <laughs> don't leave change in the middle of your thing. 
Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, um, I mean, and that's and what you said is even more important because if your car yeah. is stolen or your gun is stolen, I'd much rather report that my car was stolen than my gun was stolen because that's not going to be a fun police I've had, report. I've seen I've seen that happen, and you don't want the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or the feeling that it's been used in, in a, in a crime that, yep. that for a gun owner, I think is the thing that we never anticipate and never look at and, and, and say, this has been in the commission of a crime. Well, um, let's face it. The theft of it is the first crime that it was involved in correct. The, the subsequent crimes. It will be people who are going to steal a gun are going to probably use it someplace else. Good point. So, um, so with all that goodness. Do have a safe holiday. We do want you safe. We do want you to enjoy the holiday experience. It is a festivity. It is it is an enjoyable time. But my last thought is, if it's too good to be true and your inner voice is screaming, your spidey senses are ringing or whatever analogy you want and raising concerns, listen to it. It's there for a reason. <laughs> what, what, last, what last imparting... Uh, thing can you give give our listeners for hope (laughs) Hope. (laughs) listen you know my mantra the complexity thing just keep it easy keep it going wait wait before we cut off here gabriella has a question so i have a question because hi everyone um so i have had a couple friends come to me and what's happened to my email as well where i get an email from LinkedIn or some person that I had like hooked up on LinkedIn and they're like, we want to offer you this job. Um, by the way, send me your address. I want to send you a check. Oh. And they're like, and they're like, absolutely, blah, blah, blah. It's happened to so many people I know. And they were like, but they're from LinkedIn. I checked their email and then they're sending me this stuff and then they get, you know, like blacklisted at their bank they get you know all their information mm-hmm. taken from them i feel like this is something super super important especially because we're talking about social media linkedin is also a social media platform albeit a very professional one but it's still something that we should be careful about and i want your opinion um about this i, I can let me let me start here maybe sure. uh first off just because somebody's on LinkedIn does not mean they're a real person. I would say I have a couple hundred people who are on my LinkedIn, hey, please accept my invite thing. And a lot of them, I believe, are too good to be true. Or a little, you know, my gut says, check that these people don't seem to be right. The second thing to take into note is just because they're on LinkedIn does not mean they have control of their LinkedIn account. So, that this this they could be entirely legitimate, except they lost control of their LinkedIn account, and now that account is utilized for nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. Each of these are an issue in and of themselves, and one's fake accounts, one's technically fake accounts because it's being used in a fraudulent way, but as the person has lost that access to it. Both of those always suspect, always take, always suspect anything that you doesn't hit the gut check. Andrew hit it before, you, you know, you, you think, you know, you think there's something wrong. There probably something is, you know, somebody's going to send you a check for no apparent reason because they're going to quote unquote, give you a job that in and of itself immediately throws up red flags in my, in my area. 
So those are my first thoughts on this. And Gabriella, thank you for bringing that up because I think it's important to people to know people will attack you whatever way. Email, is it legit email? Text, is it legit text? LinkedIn is another form of communication. You know, when you get down to it, you need to be suspect of what's coming in and double check. You know, mm-hmm. credit card, you get a, you get something that's in text that says you've had a fraudulent charge from Discover. Don't and here's call this number. Do not call that number. Do not click on the link. Go to your credit, go to your Discover card, look at the back and call the number that's on the physical card. Or or you know, just do that. Do not go and, and try to call back somebody some random person someone calls you on the phone asking for information you know we have a fraudulent card but you know a fraudulent whatever do not give them information even if you mm-hmm. think you're coming from the right place call back the the fraud number for your bank and such like right. that the, a known number known good so i'm sorry andrew go no you're you're 100 right um you know, in those those uh, examples that uh, Gabriella had had mentioned, where they send you a check, they're not they don't uh, they don't mind that you're cashing the check. As a matter of fact, they want you to, because mm-hmm. once they do that, they can reverse charges back onto your bank account, and they can get your bank account number through the transaction. So, if it's too good to be true, it is. Nobody mm-hmm. gives you money for nothing. There, we don't live in a game show. Um, even that gets taxed and people don't realize it. So there's too good to be true. Um, nobody's going to pay you to sit back in, in your house and, and collect a check. Um, well, um, that's another, that's another thing, but, uh, you know, there's, those are other, those are other areas that, that we have to probably talk about in a, in a podcast that I think would be a great topic on some of the scams that we're seeing. And Gabriella, you raised a really good point. So thank you for bringing that up. So as we come to the top of the, of the, the podcast, we tried to make this practical common sense and tried to infuse some street savvy and street smarts into this. So thank you, Angela, for, for, for doing that and, and, uh, and putting some color to this, to this, uh, uh, to this canvas. Um, we hope that these are just some examples, but always keep your wits about you. Always make sure that you have situational awareness. And as we always say on this show, the best security device resides between our ears. And I'll put this if we use it. So so with that, have a safe holiday. And we thank you for joining us on this podcast. And we look forward to the next one with you. Stay tuned. Take care. See you guys.